Hey friends, it's Mark James. I am in the bath right now. I've just woken up. No kidding. I got up on the school run and stuff this morning. I went to bed at a reasonable time, if two o'clock is reasonable, 2am. I got up at eight for the school run. Um, first thing I did this morning was post the podcast, as you'll know. It didn't go up last night because, um, or yesterday, because Anchor FM was down, which is where I host the podcast. Basically, I posted to Anchor and then they update all of the places that that you can listen to a podcast through. And um, it goes on all of them. So, but their website was down because Amazon Web Services or something was down and basically it just meant that Anchor website didn't work. So I recorded it still last night, um, but then when I went to post it, it wasn't happening. And I did it late because I'd been trying all day and every time I went on the website... Uh, on the app, sorry, it was saying that it was down. And I was thinking, oh, I've got to wait until it's up. I've got to wait until it's up before I post. But then I realized that the app doesn't actually need to be connected to record. I realized that all of the files that I ever record are in the library thing on it. So I did find something else out, which made things a bit easier for cutting together the future thing. I haven't got to download anything. They're already there. But um, yeah, that was a bit of an issue. So that's why the website, that's why the podcast, it didn't appear until this morning, but it did get recorded yesterday. So I'm calling that, I'm calling that a win, that the day still worked. You know, it wasn't exactly um, my fault. <laughs> I did try. I was just trying to pass blame, aren't I? I've been to pick up a fridge today. I've been to pick up a fridge because Sarah needed a, um, Sarah needed a new fridge for the Curious Cake Shop. And someone was selling one on Facebook, a Whirlpool fridge for just £20. So we went round and got it. It was a very nice fella, actually, nice old fella. I'm just stretching. And um, he came to the door with his mask on and we had ours on. We stayed socially distanced for the wankers. He offered us a wheelbarrow to put it in to get it back to the car. But Sarah and I just picked it up and carried it over, put it in the back seat. And... Um, yeah, now there's a second fridge. It's not. It's in the kitchen, but it's in the cupboard. So you can't see it, but it is going to help. Two fridges. Gosh. Joshua wants a mini fridge in his room for Christmas. And um, then there'll be three fridges in the house. Gosh. <laughs> three fridges. What a life. Um, we went to Fleetwood to pick up the... Uh, well... We went to Fleetwood on the way to where we were going and we got fish and chips from uh, a fish and chip shop and we sat in the car and ate them. And I picked up half of my fish, battered fish, you know, English fish and chips, and dropped it on the floor of the car, which severely pissed me off. But Sarah never eats all of hers. So she said, well, have some of mine. And I said, no, you you eat it. And then she went, I've had enough. And then I obviously ate it. (laughs) So we had some fish and chips. It was really good though, really good. Like, I mean, Fleetwood is the best. I used to live there. When I was a um, fun star for Haven, I actually lived in Fleetwood because that's where one of the holiday parks is. And uh, I went to the same chippy that I used to go to, same chip shop, if you're not familiar with the term chippy, um, the same fish and chip shop that I used to go to when I was at the holiday park. And it was the same guy running it. And we had a little cat shop. And it was 20 years ago nearly that I was there. But um, it was the same fella. It was quite funny. I recognised him. Probably the first time I've been in there since, maybe the second. I probably went in there once between now and then. But uh, we talked about Fleetwood and how it's changed over the years. It's quite funny. And um, it reminded me that I used to go out with this other girl called Lisa. 
And uh, I always refer to her as Lisa, my ex-girlfriend Lisa, whenever Sarah and I talk about her. And um, we once walked to a takeaway not far away from work. And when we got to the takeaway, it started to really rain badly. It was already cold, but it started raining. And we ordered our takeaway. And then the delivery guy came in and we said, can we please get this food delivered? And the guy went, what do you mean? You've got it now. We said, yeah, but if we didn't have it now, could we get it delivered? And the guy went, yeah, I suppose so. And I went, what about if you delivered the food with us in the car with you? And he went, I don't understand. And then I said, basically, we're after a lift home because it's pissing down. <laughs> and he went, yeah, all right then. And it was only five minutes down the road, but he gave us a lift and we didn't get wet. We got back in and we enjoyed our takeaway. That was good, that. It was a good night. But so many good memories of Fleetwood. I sort of, it's a, it's quite a strange place. I always remember it being the first place I was really aware of a tattoo shop. And I wanted to get tattoos when I was 18, but I didn't. I waited until I was 30. And um, I figured, I thought, well, I'll, when I was 18, I thought, well, I'll wait until I'm 30. And then if I still want them when I'm 30, I'll start. And then, you know, that's it. It's a funny thing about regret, isn't there? And actually, I regret not getting them earlier because I love them and I just think, oh, I wish I'd just got tattooed earlier. But anyway, one of the things that put me off about the tattoo place was that I remember looking in the window and there was a sign on the door that said, if you don't want a tattoo, don't come in. And I thought, oh, blimey, people who do tattoos are mean. And I'll tell you what, some of them are. There's a strange attitude in the tattoo community. Tattitude. I love stuff. I love that's called a portmanteau when you mix two words together. Um, I love a portmanteau. Anyway, a strange tattitude. Um, a lot of tattooists are wankers. I don't know why, but they're sort of fairly horrible, abrasive people. And then you meet some that are really, really nice. And that's why I've had tattoos by two or three people. And I always go back to the same places because they're always much nicer. I find that women as well tend to be a bit more gentle when they tattoo you. I've been tattooed by a man twice and both times it was horrifically painful. So I tend to avoid being tattooed by men as well because um, it's a bit, it's, I don't know why. Maybe I pick more painful places. Mind you, one was the main part of my arm which is supposed to hurt the least and ended up killing. So, I don't know, but the first tattoo shop I ever saw was called, I don't remember the name, but it had that sign, if you don't want a tattoo, don't come in. And um, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't go in. But I dropped off today a piece of paper. There's a, there's a business that makes paper. And I needed, for a magic trick, a very specific size of paper with holes in. And um, I was going to buy it from the... There's an originator who makes a trick that I need a piece of uh, paper. I do a slightly different thing with it. So rather than buying the things from him, I realize this is cryptic, rather than buying the things from him that are printed to go into this pad, I wanted blank pieces of paper that fit in this pad. But this pad is a very specific size. And so I try to buy them and someone else deals with the customer service for him. And they just sent me some really shitty emails that weren't very you know, helpful. Uh, I've bought these things from them before, but they weren't very helpful and I felt like I was being a bit overcharged for paper. So I found this other company my friend Darren recommended to me. And um, I was going to end up paying, this all sound mental to non-magicians, but I was going to end up paying near enough $65 
for a hundred blank pieces of paper. <laughs> can you imagine that? And in the end, I've got this local company that can make them perfectly and they'll make me 200 for 15 pound, which is less than $20. So, I mean, it pays to shop around and I won't have to mess about with ordering from this company that sent me a shit email again. But uh, there you go. So I sorted the problem out myself. Paper problems I've had, but it's uh, it's all good now. It's Things are coming up roses. So currently I'm in the bath and I'm going to get out. We're having jack Well, I'm having jack potato tonight for dinner with a bit of chicken, which I always enjoy. And I'm going to go to bed on time. And tomorrow I'm going to get up and I'm going to do the long walk. I didn't do the long walk today because, well, Joshua doesn't know that he helped me a little bit. We got to school and um, as he was getting out of the car, I could see that he didn't have his lunch bag. And I thought, oh, what a ball ache, no lunch. That's the second time in two weeks he's forgot his lunch, which is funny because that's his favourite part of the school day. <laughs> it was mine too. Um, I know where he gets it from, but he'd forgot his lunch. So I said, all right, I'll walk it back for you. So I drove home from the school, which is, you know, a seven or eight minute drive, 35 minute walk. So I drove home from the school, got home, grabbed the lunch bag, walked back to school with it, left it, walked back home. And um, I thought, yep, that's me for the day. That's my walk. So I ended up doing about an hour and 20, maybe an hour and a half, when the full walk is over three hours, really, up to the stadium and back. But the weather wasn't great, and we were going to get this fridge and, you know, do the paper thing. And we didn't know we were having fish and chips. Well, I did. I kept it as a surprise, because Sarah loves fish and chips. It's a favourite. So I, did, I surprised her with a little romantic fish and chip surprise. <laughs> don't, don't say I'm not an old romantic. So, um... That's what we did. And it was it was really good. It was a good little day. I don't I didn't mind it at all. Except for being annoyed about the podcast. So I'm gonna to make today's episode a bit shorter because I know that a lot of you well, I know everyone has only listened to yesterday's episode today, and I don't really want anyone to miss out. So if you've because yesterday was a lot funnier. Yesterday I told a bin man to fuck off. <laughs> and today I told somebody else. That's going to be my thing now. I'm going to tell at least one person every day to get fucked because it's incredibly liberating and there are very few consequences. I mean, I was thinking today about the fact that magicians used to argue in public all the time. Um, and I don't mean like now they do, they argue in, their, in, you know, in our little crappy private Facebook groups where only other magicians read it. But they used to argue in the national papers, you know, Houdini arguing with Robert Houdin across the water to France from America and all that sort of stuff. And it used to be big news. So maybe we should start being a bit more, oh, I'm going to get into it. I'm going to tell a few more people to fuck off. I recommend you do too. Anyway, if you're just listening today and you haven't heard yesterday's, which was about a bin auditor and um, some other stuff, Go and listen to yesterday, because it's much funnier than today. <laughs> and today's short, and so am I. Bye, friends.